Good morning, all you beautiful peahens and peacocks. Welcome in. It's your eighth month. Welcome into August the 1st, 2023. We're going to get after it, get you going on your morning stories. We've got some things dealing with space and generals and who knows what else. And hey, at the time of recording, trying to see if the United States women's team is going to propel themselves into that last spot into the group of 16. And they say last spot, but really... It's, it's, there's two spots up for grabs. I guess it's less dramatic. Anyway, we're going to get going after Webster's Wheel gets us kicked off. We're going to cut these inner monologues down. All right, here we go. Welcome to your T. Double E, double R, double I, double F, double I, double C, your tantric, your tantalizing, whatever terrific Tuesday needs to be for you. Jason in the morning. Here we go. episode of Jason in the morning. So this is one where, man, we have had some technical difficulties and we are on take three, which never happens uh, to us. So we're going to see if we can get it uh, down on the third try. So this one is uh, Karun de Mijan, kind of like the way that rolls off the tongue. Uh, We do like those Anna's, Uh, Juliana, that was one that we had mentioned before. Uh, but this one is some pushback between the Pentagon and uh, Senator, Republican Senator, uh, Tommy Turberville out of Alabama. Uh, this has been going on for months now, right? Where this is where Turberville is refusing to provide support uh, to promotions of senior generals and admirals because of policy that allows military personnel to be reimbursed to travel to have abortion or fertility treatments. Now, at the outset, okay, this, you know, seems like his personal stance, but what people don't realize is this often impacts people down, you know, there are trickle-down effects. So this piece here is where, you know, if people are waiting on a general or an admiral to do something, or they have to be approved by that level of authority, they can't until this is approved. Well, the latest yesterday, and this could be viewed as leverage. I mean, if you're a fan of any of those shows like uh, Billions or things like that, where you people use leverage or hold hostage big things. So announcement came yesterday from the Biden administration that U.S. Space Command is no longer moving to Alabama. Uh, you know, all of a sudden, the general uh, of Space Command, General James Dickinson, says, ah, you know, um, that would hurt our readiness. Uh, we really don't need to move down there. And so this has been going on for months, and who knows when this is going to be uh, fixed or, I don't know, uh, come back to... Um, some kind of understanding that makes sense. But for now, this stalemate will continue, and this is just the latest piece of it. In our second story, Niger has suspended the export of golden uranium to France. Uh, Look, (laughs) this is one where this is just going to get messier and messier and messier. If you remember, we talked about this central and kind of western african nation uh had a coup last week they put their television their president on television and said yep we're taking over there was a split between factions between 
those who are supporting Putin, those who are supporting uh, Islamist terrorist groups uh, and trying to get the support there. Well, France had been one of the largest allies that had been supporting, but they had also been the big, one of the larger recipients. They had been receiving a, a lot of uranium from Niger as well as gold. Uh, in fact, according to the story, one out of every three light bulbs in France is powered with uranium from Niger. And so uh, this is adding to a big problem that's coming here. Now, listen to this. Niger provides 2,248 tons of uranium uh, on average. That was 2021 number. So that accounts for 5% of global production. Now, I know to you, it's like, well, 5%, is that really that much? Well, it may not be that much in number, but that's globally. And so the, the mind burrow on this is, and, and the piece is, uh, this is a developing situation where there are multiple countries in these Western African nations and Central Africa where they're realizing, wait a minute, we have all these resources that other people need. And so I'm not saying we're getting into like an avatar style conflict where it's you know, resources, you got to go in and fight it. But, um, you know, these could be the oil rich nations of the future. Right. So, you know, not that long ago, oil rich nations weren't there because nobody needed it. Uh, and but now a lot of these countries in Africa, as we've talked about, where China's been going in and saying, hey, we'll be your friend. Russia's been going, in, hey, we'll be your friend. Uh, and so there becomes this turf war because they know things like batteries, lithium batteries, etc., rechargeable batteries, all those resources uh, are in here. So it'll be interesting to see how this situation still unfolds. Um, other Western nations in this part, I don't understand have said, okay, we don't support this coup and we're going to cut off your, your aid. So uh, <laughs> instead of trying to figure it out, they said, well, we're just going to cut off food. So I don't know that that makes sense because they're just going to get it from somewhere else or the next place that they need it. I don't know. Um, and you're probably hurt again. Same thing. You're hurting people that aren't the right people to hurt. In our final story today, lawsuit is by Brad Brooks. Uh, this is in Oklahoma. So the ACLU is filing a lawsuit in Oklahoma uh, to block what they're calling the nation's first religious public charter school. Now, this one was approved in June uh, to create a St. Isidore of Seville Catholic virtual school, uh, which uses taxpayer puns, funds, puns, not puns, uh, to, <laughs> to operate. According to the ACLU, their quote says, quote, allowing St. Isidore to operate as planned would transform Oklahoma's public schools into tools of discrimination and religious indoctrination. Catholic schools accept all comers, so the claim that St. Isidore will discriminate is entirely unfounded. The kicker here is that um, I don't know how this is a lot different than what some other states are doing, right? Because other states have vouchers and voucher programs or even scholarships that are funded by taxpayer dollars where people can have their school of choice. And a lot of those schools of choice include private schools, which are inherently religious. So in, in fact, you're basically doing the same thing, just not at a whole scale and holistically funding, but in large part funding coming from people that are accepting these scholarships or have them. Uh, and so it's one of those things where it's like, well, are we turning a blind eye? Or are we just not realizing what we're actually doing? Um, but in the end, uh, and I think the kicker that could be with this issue or should be is, is the fact that it's it's virtual. And, and I don't we had a need for sure with COVID. I don't know how much further we need to carry virtual in the future. So 
but if you have thoughts on that, uh, certainly let us know of where we're going. I think the danger is when we expand to too many charter schools and, and you have this influx of, of private schools and smaller ones, the quality tends to go down because the other dangers in, in a lot of states is you as a parent don't have the same protections in private schools that you would in public. And I know that I'm, I'm stirring the pot here, but what I'm saying is let's say that certain things happen or the curriculum isn't covered or whatever in a small private school. And a lot of states are like, well, you chose to go there. Too bad, so sad. Versus at least having some semblance of, you know, you have to hit certain wickets uh, to, to gain merit and qualification and certification at the public school. So there's a, a lot of dangers and a, and a lot of risky road. All right. Uh, at the time of our first attempt here, game was still going, but the game has gone final now. Portugal and the U.S. tied. Ooh, you talk about sweat it out uh, there. And I think this in the 75th minute uh, had a sub come on for uh, Portugal and ooh, she hit the post and that would have ended the U.S.'s trip in the World Cup. First time in a long time that the U.S. has only won one match in the group stage. Um, and so really needed to pick up that win against the Netherlands. But they still advanced. Netherlands smoke check Vietnam 7-0. Uh, further games uh, coming up, uh, China and England and Haiti and Denmark as they round out. Looks like the U.S. will likely face Sweden in the round of 16. Going around your other sports from yesterday, you had Phillies, Nationals, Rays, Orioles, Angels, Reds, Astros, Rockies, Mariners, and Diamondbacks all across uh, the Diamonds. Some other moves uh, that uh, occurred uh, as they're headed towards the trade deadline uh, in baseball. Uh, still moving. Biggest one being talked about right now, Justin Verlander, uh, potentially uh, involved in a trade to the Dodgers. Dodgers uh, actually making some some recent moves. Uh, they brought Joe Kelly back. Uh, they brought um, uh, Kike Hernandez back. Los Angeles Angels say Shohei Otani is staying where he is. Uh, Max Scherzer went to the Rangers uh, from the Mets. Uh, so that was interesting uh, to get that move as well. And so the last big one here is Verlander to see uh, where he goes and where he moves. Also, the Cardinals have a lot of people to move as well. So we'll see where that ends up for you as well. A lot of friendlies uh, still coming out this week. Uh, there'll be some, uh, I think, tomorrow as well. Well, that's what we've got for you. This is our third attempt, so we're going to wrap it up and let you go. Uh, hopefully that your T, double E, double R, double I, double F, double I, double C, your tantric, your tantalize, and whatever it needs to be. Terrific Tuesday. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Be good to each other. Be good to yourself. Be a good human. And remember, do your level best. We're out of here.